This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values with your hosts, the Cotellis. I am Marco. And I'm Tony. It's another lovely day. And we are assaulting your ears for another week. (laughs) That's usually my line. (laughs) (laughs) And it usually comes at the end. It must be opposite day. Oh, I guess so, huh? Um, We're really excited. We're back. Yet again, how's it going over there? It's going well, boringly well. I have nothing new to report this week. I know, it was kind of a slow news week, right? Mm, it was kind of a slow life week, which, which I'm totally okay with. I am 100% okay with. <laughs> I think that we need like a little bit of rest and relaxation in our life. I feel like we've finally caught up on our sleep. I feel like we're feeling better. Life is just a little bit happier right i know it doesn't sound like it right now but (laughs) but things are really good (laughs) it is good it is good yeah i you know uneventful sometimes is nice the mundane sometimes can be nice you know we have a good group of friends we have a good routine um you know and sometimes it's nice to just have things sort of fall into place the way that they're Supposed to. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I like it. Cheers to that, right? Mm-hmm. Clink, 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 clink. I knew you were going to do that. I knew that was going to happen. Um, so, I, I don't know. What do you think? We should hop into our hashtag gay relationship goals I'm, for the week? I'm sensing a hashtag coming. Yeah. So, I mean, just to kind of give you guys a teeny bit of a background with what's going on with this part one, part two this week. Um, we felt like we had such amazing content that we just did not want to uh, put into like one episode. We felt like it was worth separating it out and and kind of making um a two-parter for y'all um if you'll notice with our hashtag relationship goals for these weeks um we are kind of building and um building around the idea of like the familial gay narrative right Mm -hmm. these couples that we are highlighting have um wonderful families things are going really really well in their lives professionally the love that they have for one another is like fantastic just to kind of focus on that as a narrative, as a possibility for you gays out there, right? As as an option. Um, we're not saying that this is the only way that gay couples are complete, but we do enjoy the images that are put out there by it. I think it's a very positive and, and exciting one to see. Yeah, and it's, I think it's wonderful. We happen to like children. You yeah. don't have to. Totally. You don't and, have to. Yeah. And, and you can be like some of us and just like other people's children. Sure. <laughs> um, and so I just wanted to make sure that um, everyone was a little bit aware of that um, before we got into this week's because I know people will probably think to themselves, my God, they are literally pushing children down our throat it's at this the baby point. Agenda. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that is not necessarily our, our motive. <laughs> but we, um, at the same time, we just love these happy families and we love seeing what they are putting out there. And so with, um, you know, the focus being on visions of love and like your visions for your future together with one another, we thought that this was a really great way to highlight these couples. All right. So as a reminder, every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on some of these adorable couples photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at pod relationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast. Woohoo! Yeah. So this week, um, I am really, really thrilled to um, highlight this couple. I mean, I think that they're beyond adorable, and I love this little family that they have. Um, very it, middle America. Very middle America. I love it because they are based in Salt Lake City, Utah, mm-hmm. which apparently has become quite the gay mecca these days from what I've been reading and or hearing by way of, you know, the gay telephone. <laughs> um, it doesn't ring. It just goes, hey. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, no, I just love <laughs> Sorry, I saw the telephone in my mind. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, I'm just really excited about this couple. So they are they are based in Salt Lake. Um, it's really cool. And the couple is Jared and Chad. Um, I stumbled upon their 
profiles on Instagram, like by way of the relationship um, page. And just notice that these couple, like, I mean, again, I yet again, another like super gorgeous couple that um, look like they care a lot about themselves by way of like taking care of themselves. Like they, you know, they work out, they're very beautifully quaffed and put together. (laughs) But in addition to that, they are parents to three children. And I just find that to be so incredible. Um, One of the parents, Chad, is a photographer. Um, So, and again, based in Salt Lake City, Utah. And he is, um, like I said, just absolutely gorgeous and fun. And then his husband um, is Jared. And Jared is a videographer, a vlogger, and blogger. Um, And of course, he says that health and wellness is his, like, light and love (laughs) but also his um family is is something that's very special to him too um tony and i were like literally gushing over their profile Mm -hmm. because they're like family like these kids are like wrestling and having fun with one another and they're adorable and every single one of their you know what every single one of their photos look like those stock photos that come in photo frames when you buy them but they're really good ones. But they're really, really good <laughs> ones, yeah. But, like, every single one of them are just, like, gorgeous, and they're fun, and these guys are so in love with one another. Um, it's so great because Jared has, like, um, a, a beautiful picture with him um, cuddling with one of the kids, and uh, the caption says, Sunday cuddles with my Jonesy, a.k.a. Batman. And it's just this beautiful picture <laughs> yeah. of the two of them just having, like, a father-son moment. Um, just loving on one another, being like together and, and caring for one another. Um, I don't know. And I just think that it's like absolutely gorgeous. And and again, I just love this message, this image that is put out there by way of like, hey, here's two gay guys that are literally taking care of three children. And these kids do not look like they are being abused <laughs> or anything bad is happening in the home. They are loved and very taken care of and and they are good parents to them. Yeah, there is there is a lot of love. I mean, the, hearing that there's a photographer and a videographer behind most of the shots kind of, you know, now I get it. <laughs> right, right. And now I get why they look that way. Uh, but there's, I mean, you can't fake the funk. Like there is, the the realness is there. The the actual um, um, concrete thing that makes it a family. Uh, you can't. You can't capture that on film if it doesn't actually exist. Correct. Um, And there's just such a closeness and a warmth to everything that's going on there. Um, And like I said, very middle America, like super suburban, like, you know, kind of kind of the, you know, there's lots of different ways to live. But when you think of like this is like the standard American, you know, these are what the houses look like nowadays. And this is what the neighborhood looks like and blah, blah, blah. You know, that whole suburban business. Mm -hmm. Um, They got it and they got it in spades. Yeah, it's incredible. So if you guys are interested in following the fellas, um, you can follow them on Instagram. Chad is Chad Sheehy. So that's S-H-E-H-E-E. And that is on Instagram. And then you can follow Jared as well. He is J-L-E-O-L-Y-N. And that is on Instagram as well. Um, Definitely follow the two of them. Um, like I said, they are just a gorgeous couple and I love their beautiful little family and I want nothing but the best for them. And I love all of the beautifulness that they're putting out there for the mm-hmm. world to see. It's wonderful. Um, definitely follow them. Tell them the Cretelli sent you. Um, and I don't know. And enjoy. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we are going to have part two of our visions of love. I don't know. Commentary. It'll mm-hmm. be fun. Stay tuned. If you live in the New York City area and are looking for more relationship content, please join us for our monthly group meeting where we will discuss relationship topics with like-minded couples and singles within the community. Go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. That's shit with an exclamation point, not an I. Monthly meeting dates and various social activities will be posted on the page. This group will give you an opportunity to be a part of a larger dialogue focusing on important relationship topics and will help you to connect and have fun with others within our community. Again, go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. We look forward to seeing you at our next meeting. All right, guys, we are back. 
Um, and we are doing part two right now of our commentary regarding our visions of love and the visions for the future and our lives. Um, if you listened to last week's episode, I did the first interview. So now I am going to turn the interview on to my husband and um, ask him, Tony. We have been together for about nine years at this point, and I like to think that we have a long time, to, a long way to go, right? What do you envision for our future? Well, I think first and foremost comes the relationship we have with each other. Um, you know, I envision that we will continue to support each other. I think we are going to learn all new ways of doing that as new challenges in life present themselves. Um, I'm looking to learn um, even more about who you are and who you're becoming and who you want to be um, and to discovering that in myself um, through the lens of you as well. Um, I really want us to continue to be comfortable with what makes sense for us. Um, you know, there are those pressures of what you're supposed to do. There's those pressures of what you think you should do. There's the times you want to shake things up and you want to change things just to do that. Um, and you know, all that's fine. I just, I like the harmonious core that we have. I think you and I have a good rhythm. I think we have a good genuineness. I think we, uh, grow. I'm not saying we're stagnant or complacent, but, but just at our core, I like the that rhythm. I like the way it sounds. I like the way it feels. I like the way it flows. And so I look forward to just seeing that vibration sort of continue to evolve. Um, and you know, it's, it's cheesy, but part of my vision of love is I, I really like waking up to you every day. Um, and I like seeing you. I like you being the first thing I see when I wake up. Um, and I am interested to see what that will continue to look like over time um, mm. because it has changed um, and I and I like what it's changing into I always have enjoyed when things grow and mature and um, become more than what they were before um, so I I want to know what it looks like I want to know what that looks like what it sounds like what it smells like what it feels like um, you know so I, I don't really have an idea of that. It's more of a feeling. Um, and I just, it, it feels warm and it feels safe and it feels like home. And I just, my vision of love is that I get to continue to share that with you. Um, when it comes to family, um, you know, I, you and I have come, we've been very fortunate uh, to come into great families um, we have also been very diligent in building a great family. Um, and I am interested, you know, you mentioned this too. You and I started out with super hard no. We absolutely must have children. And if you don't want children, then we're not going to date. And um, that was, uh, you know, just understood. And as you said, as time has gone by, you know, it's changed. It's not gone, but it's not a hard no anymore. It's, well, this is what our life would look like if we had children and this is what our life would look like if we didn't uh and both seem good uh you and i have a a clear milestone that we want to hit and when we hit that we're gonna take a little break and take a look around and say okay so it's time to make a decision what do we want to do um and i look forward to when we make that decision i look forward to whichever future we have because i think that there's plenty of joy in both and i think that there are children in both just some of them would live with us and some of them wouldn't um, so we'll see what that is, but I'm confident that it will be joyful, um, no matter what. Uh, as far as um, fun, um, you know, I you've really turned me on to travel, um, and I continue to want that. I want in our future to have more um, natural travel, though, uh, and what I mean by that is, you know, we live in a city and we're going to other cities and I would like for us to be going out into nature more. I know that I need it and I think that there's, I mean, I think you appreciate it, but I think that there is a, um, a greater appreciation that you can have that we could share. 
Um, and so I look forward to that. There was some random commercial uh, on TV, and it was like literally this little house in, nestled in this valley of these mountains, and there was a, a bit of water uh, nearby, and they were sitting around the fire. And I was like, yeah, we need one of those houses. That sounds incredible <laughs> to me. I would love to do something like that. Yeah, I, I really I really do want that um, for us. Um but again, I like the uh, I like the going out. Um, you know, we need to. I see in the vision of the future. I see more um, theater for us because we both love theater and we don't go nearly enough. Um, and the performing arts are my favorite arts. Um, and you <laughs> are a performer, so <laughs> yeah, I know you like them. I love them. Uh, so I definitely see more of that. Um, and. You know, work, I know it's a topic that I should touch on, um, but I'm just, we're both so happy that I, what I see for our future is what we're doing right now. Um, and I don't, like, I mean, it'll have a natural progression and it will grow and, you know, you'll be in charge of more and I'll be in charge of more. I may start my business or, you know, any number of things. Um you know, we may have several small side businesses uh, that we've talked about. I think all those things are possibilities. I think they're all um, potential. I think we would be very successful at them. I don't think there's anything standing in our way to having any of those things happen. But when I think about our vision of love, like, and I'm, I'm just being honest, like, it's just you. It's just you and I. And it doesn't, everything else is just sort of background noise. Like, what we do for work, where we live... Uh, vacations. I mean, all those things are nice, but it really is. It's that moment that I said a little while ago, it's the waking up to you. That's my vision of love. And Mm -hmm. if I just get that, I will be happy for the rest of my life. That's very sweet. It's true. Is there anything else that you wanted to add to it? Like, what about the idea of children? I talked about that. Yeah, I know. But like, are like, is it something that is like, I don't know. Why do you think you're no longer, like, settled? Like, why do you think the idea of children is, like, no longer, like, as intense for you? I don't know. I don't know if it's just I got older and, like, realized that there are those sort of social pressures and those things that you think you're supposed to do. Um, I don't know if it's because I've been able to find satisfaction in spending time with other people's children and it's enough. Um... I don't know. I I mean, it's also not gone, like I said. So there are lots of things that I like. I want to see my child. I want to see multiple of my children. And I want to have that fun. And I want Friday night to mean something completely different, you know. And I want, um, you know, I look forward to someone besides me wanting to build a fort. (laughs) You know, I, um, I, I enjoy those things. So it's not... It's not the question isn't just why is it no longer so intense, but the question is which parts of it still are intense. And it's those moments of everyone being together. It's dinner every night around a table. It's um, struggling with homework. It's, you know, learning how to ride a bike. It's um, deciding on, you know, the, the difficulties of like getting ready for college. You know, it's like there's all these, there's all these, it's this grown up stuff. It's toasting at the wedding. Like there's all this stuff that I, see that I think is wonderful. Um, so it's, so it is both for me. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what, anything else you wanted to add to that? There'll be lots of video games. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be a gamer till the day I die. Gotta make sure we mention <laughs> that, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> That's funny. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. That was very kind mm-hmm. and very lovely. Um, I think we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, we will have part two of our fantastic interview with Eddie and Tony. Um, so stay tuned because the guys are hysterical. They are. Hey folks, it's your favorite host, Tony and Marco. We need a favor. 
Please stop what you're doing right this very moment and head to your podcast directory and rate and review relationship. We know, we know. It's a big ask, but we need your help in getting the word out about the podcast, and your reviews are the best way to make that happen. So, if you have two minutes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Then, write a review and tell everyone about how much you love our voices. Or how we're your favorite hosts. Or that this really important conversation is helping you along the way. Just a few ideas, in case you get writer's block. <laughs> Anyways, we appreciate your help and thank you for the support. Your participation will only make relationship better. We're going to get back to the show now, but we love all of you. Thanks. So I was a Manny last year. Mm. Okay. To two kids, an mm-hmm. eight-year-old and an eight-month-old, and I was with them for an entire year. Mm. Um, and that really put into perspective for me about having children. And I love these kids and I thought they were great kids and I, but it was like, wow, the responsibilities of having a child in New York city and everything that they are exposed to at Mm -hmm. such a young age, you really have no power over Mm -hmm. and then teaching. So Tony and I, Tony just said our company, our company's called Broadway Arts Lab Company. We are a nonprofit children's theater company that we run and we produce shows with these kids and they are as young as six, six, five. Yeah, we have five. Our list is five. So plus we have their younger siblings who come and are like, Mr. Tony, Mr. Eddie, because they get to know who we are. Some of our kids, we are, we're going into our fifth season um, and our, some, some of the kids who've been with us from the beginning are going into sixth grade. So they were little when mm-hmm, we started. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I feel like we kind of get that from the kids right. that we have and we see them growing. We see them. There's just something to me as right now I'm feeling um, to be someone who someone can come to. I right now was working with some young ladies who were 19 and 20, um, young gay women. And they started. Call, they call me Uncle Eddie because they feel they can come to me and talk to me about my experiences where they don't know who else they can turn to. And these are young women who are all grown, uh, who born and raised in New York City, um, young Puerto Rican women who um, not necessarily come from a wealthy background, who I was there to say, ladies, there's more to life than what you've got going on. And I want you to know that there are these things available to you. And so for me... Being an inspiration to young adults is just as important. So I'm kind of okay with no little baby kids, but dealing with people going into adulthood so we're not having assholes right. as adults, right. you know, and, right. and having eye-opening experiences that allows you to start making your own opinions because what our parents say is not always correct because, like everything, we were just watching television, the television, we are watching Pose. You know, there, there was one wow. thing they were saying about how, you know, your parents are just trying to figure out what to do anyway. They don't know what to do. So to have another set of eyes and ears coming into your life who have other different experiences, mm-hmm. I feel that is just as important to be a part of these kids' lives and of their development so that they have a greater perspective of opinions and developing that. Yeah. It's so funny. See, now we're swapping, right? Uh, because I worked in a program with youth around mm-hmm. those ages, right? Which was a pretty wide age range uh, that you said, but school-aged, mm-hmm. essentially, youth. Um, and it was it was at-risk youth. It was arts programs. It was like bringing that together. And we were the uh, social service side, but we were also the um, junior achievement side. So like learning about budgeting and learning about inventory and human resources and, you know, meetings and agendas and like just all the business stuff so mm-hmm. that so that you could just develop this sort of whole skill set. And that was what did it for me was I was like, but see, I actually had the opposite experience when I was doing it. I was like, oh, this makes me want to have children even more. Mm. Uh, but it definitely sparked that for me, fulfilled that in me. And I'm totally with you. And I'm going to do a shameless soapbox plug, which is um, lots of children become unadoptable after a particular age. So yeah. to not take a baby and to take that child in and to raise them, whether you adopt them or not, uh, is extremely important. And mm. actually, there's tons of support and monies out there um, if you want to just foster them. Uh, mm. And they are, they do, they they sit and they 
come out of these systems and they can't read. They don't know what a healthy relationship is. They don't know uh, how to budget. They get taken advantage of. This mm-hmm. is where you see the cycle of poverty continuing. Like, yeah. There's just a million great reasons to um, look at that age range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've always talked about it because I always told Tony that I was open to it. I don't need a baby. Like, no. I, don't need, I don't need an no. infant because realistically, I always tell Tony, I was like, just so you know, if we have an infant, we have to take time off for a freaking infant. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm not interested in doing I don't an like infant. babies. They're little smelly loaves of bread. They're I said it. Yeah. <laughs> I love infants, right? Like I'm I'm a huge fan, but I don't need it. I said cuz I said Tony, you have to think about it. Like if we get an infant, like we have to figure out how we're going to like split up our work. So yeah. we don't like, yeah. do you see what I'm saying because we like you know somebody's got to do I said I don't necessarily want an infant. I would prefer like the five, six, seven, mm-hmm. eight range mm-hmm. because I think that that's good because they're oh, so old don't enough. Don't you dare skip over four for me. They're old enough to be in school. Yeah. They're old enough to like communicate, and so you're still like teaching things and gathering things. Um, and it, 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 it's great. But what was interesting about it too on the on the flip side, while I do see New Yorkers parenting, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, how I would do it. Then I have this really great friend of mine. And she and her husband have a 12 and a half year old that is Baby the daddy. most husband, that is the most well-adjusted young human being that I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He is brilliant. He's 40. He is <laughs> an adult. He has his life planned out for the next 12 years. Like he knows exactly what he's going to do, where he's going to be, how he's going to make it happen. He is He's already take, worried about where he's going to high school. He's more put together than I am. <laughs> like and and I love it. And so and I and I know it's a New York raising because of his exposure yes. to things, right? The yeah. culture, the people, the diversity, the like the different goings on because I look at him and then I look at 12-year-old me who was still playing with pogs. Like <laughs> right. we're like 12-year-old him, he's like doing like building robotics and he's doing building all kinds spaceships. Of things like he's that. literally doing aeronautics. It's amazing. Wow. It's insane. Yeah. You were going to say something. I just the Whenever I go back to the thought of having our own family in that way, what I do know is that we, Eddie and I have a lot of love to give, that, that our love is not spent just on the, the young people, the youth in our program, that we do have a lot of love to give. And I, I mean, I feel a family's coming for us. I just can't, you know, we haven't come to that place where we're like, it's this, it's now, it's, it's right now. It's, I feel like it's coming. I feel like it's like three, four years down the road. And we um, do have a very strong family right now that are not, Infants or young people, but that I, you know, are we have a very strong family right now. There's a core group of eight of us, and there's a. And I just know our, my mother. My mother would be happy to have another grandchild. I would love my to mother have would. My mother habit. would just welcome another grandchild in her life with like the most open arms mm. in the world. She's just mm. like that. Yeah. My mom literally shocked the shit out of me the other day on the phone, where she was like. I just love baby Jade so much and I can't wait for you and Tony to have kids so that I could start loving. And I was like, wait, what? Like, oh my God. Like the fact that. Are you sure it sounded like that? Are you sure it wasn't? What? (laughs) (laughs) But I was like, oh my God. Like the fact that like she's even thinking, she's like, when are you guys going to do it? Like, when are you going to have kids? Like, and I was like, my, I don't, I don't. I can't have this conversation right now. I was like, I just, I said, look, it, I said, honestly, I don't know. There are days where Tony and I are really into the idea, and then there are days that we're not. I said, but I promise you, you'll be the first to know, but we would love to give you grandkids because we would love to be parents. And she literally said to me, you and Tony would be great parents. Don't waste the opportunity. And I was like, oh, that's oh, very nice. What is Beautiful. going on right now? Isn't it? Not- All right, Mama, I'll have to call you back. <laughs> I don't know how your parents are and how every your, the acceptance of you as homosexual men. Um, I said last night as we were watching Pose and through tears as we're crying watching the show. Because it was such a good episode. cry at every episode. <laughs> yes. And I just say how grateful I am to have loving parents to mm. have... Um, gotten me through where I am. Um, unfortunately, my mother's no longer with us, but Tony's mom has been such a mother to me. Um, and it's been really fun because she wasn't really into the idea of Tony having a partner at the beginning. It was to watch, like when we first went to visit, she wouldn't let us sleep in the same room together. 
And now it's funny because she sees us as a relationship, and I think she believes that we're one of the healthiest relationships that she knows. Mm-hmm. The way she speaks to us about it, mm-hmm. and well, she's seen us in our intimate space. She's lived with us. She spent seven weeks in our apartment at one point in time. So she's really like gotten the full breadth of how we relate to one another in our private, intimate one bedroom space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and have and so she's really seen it, and she is um, she's. It's changed her completely, um, and it has changed how she feels about just homosexuality, about all of this, completely from from its absolute root in her belief system. And um, we, you know, we've just been in discussions because it's very likely that we have a transgender. One of my co- my cousin's children, we believe, is going to be a transgendered youth. I mean, mm. she's she's been identifying as a boy since she was very very young. Refused to grow clothes, refused to wear her hair in, in any type of feminine fashion. You know wants to wear athletic shorts and, and boy basketball shoes and, and just refused to identify in any way that wasn't the way that she chose. And I'm talking, I said, Mom, I, you know, I believe Sadie will at some point identify fully as a transgendered person. And, and I said, I hope that you're ready. She said, oh, honey, I'm ready. She goes, she goes, honey, I'm ready. I got no problems. And I went, great, Mom. Thank I you love for saying it. Because you know, yeah. oh, her mom is a psych major, so her mom is also... Very fine, very able to handle all of this stuff, and wow. I and I said, and you know, I was talking about my grandmother most of all because my grandmother definitely had a undercover dramatic episode at our wedding, which we heard about after the mm-hmm. fact. <laughs> this is my dad's mom, um, and uh, so you know, there's some 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 sex of the family that may have something to say about it. But I said she has no better people than me and Eddie to be at her back on this, and I hope yeah. that she always knows that she can call us to talk about all of that, mm. any of that, because. You know that that community is requiring all of us that are that because they are part of our community yes. to be at their at their back and Absolutely. to support every part of them. You know, and so I'm like, it's almost like an, I'm so glad that I have a trans. I, we possibly might have a transgendered person in our family. It's it's because it, incredible. It's forcing my family to open up even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. You know, I don't. By the by, I came out to my extended family via a wedding invitation. As did I. Wow. I figured. And I've always, and I said this to Tony too. I said, no one has ever come out to me that they're straight. So why do I have to come out to you that I'm gay? Double standard. Yeah, it's a full double standard. I refuse to participate. So I have never come out to anybody. I never Mm. said anything to my extended family. It was never a thing for me, and it was rough for me at first coming out like fully to my family. You know, at first my mom was very. I I remember her saying to me, "And look, this was years ago, and I do not hold any." anger or ill will or animosity to my mother for the things that she said during that time period because she didn't know as, she didn't know she and didn't know. as tony and i have always said we flipped the script on our parents mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so everything mm-hmm. that they thought that they knew got literally turned upside down and so we have to give them time right yeah. We yes. have to give them time. Agreed. So I have to understand that the things that were said before were not how she feels now mm-hmm. and yes. that things were changed. But I remember saying to me, that's fine, Marco, but just understand that I will never be able to be comfortable being around you and somebody that you would call your boyfriend. Yes. That was literally what she said to mm-hmm. me. And then she spoke at our wedding. And then she spoke at our wedding and spoke beautifully at our mm-hmm. wedding. And, you know, and she has said she to me, me numerous times, when I whenever I go out of town, she calls Tony to check on him and make sure he's doing okay <laughs> while I'm gone. Because she knows how it goes. She always does. She does. <laughs> I had to have a surgery last summer mm-hmm. and she called Tony and checked in with him consistently because she knew that he was, re- you know having a reaction to Mm -hmm. it. Um, But she also has said to me numerous times, I love Tony. I think he is so good for you. And I think she really believes that. And I think that as Mm -hmm. time, I think that is, it is very true. (laughs) And I think that as time has progressed and as our relationship has progressed and as they've gotten to be around us and they've gotten to see the independence, like we were just recently in North Carolina and my sister, you know, graduated from college and, you know, we bought her, she, Tony, my brother, and I, we got her furniture for her new apartment. And, moved you know, we, we moved her in her. and we unpacked and we got this stuff. You know, mom helped out with that stuff too. And, you know, we were, um, we didn't stay with the family. We rented our own hotel. We had a rental car. Like, we did like our own thing while we were there. And I think that, like, establishment of like our independence and our and our maturity and our like oh, yeah. relationshipness mm-hmm. of the situation was like so solidified for her because she was like, oh, they they're like 
handling everything. Good. Oh yeah. yeah, we're the same way. Whenever we visit family, no one's picking us from the airport. We're we're adults now. We get our own rental car. We do our own thing. We'll meet you here. We'll do this. We'll do that. Yeah. We don't need you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, when I left Wicked two years ago, I went to L.A. and lived there for uh, three months. And one of those two, one month was with Tony there. And two months, I lived with Tony's mom and, and uh, his father. And it was a really fun thing for me to get to know Tony's mom and also to have her be my mom and to also talk about her son as my husband and to have a relationship then mm. with that. So I, I understand cool. what you're saying. They with, have such a that. cute relationship now. Yeah. And, you know, it's she's... Good. They do. She always calls... I, <laughs> so I went back to school um, at Parsons for interior design um, because I thought I was going to leave the acting industry and I was like, oh, I'm going to go be interior designer again. And so I loved it, had a great time, and so she thinks this is wonderful. So when I went there, she's like, honey... I want you to redo my entire house for me. <laughs> and so it was fun. We had a fun time shopping together and she always calls me, I'm going to paint my house. What color should I paint it? And so she's completely followed my line of everything I've told her to do yes. for her house. She's put a new fence in and she's like, I am over the moon. I can't tell you how happy I am with all of your choices. So cute. <laughs> my mother has always been fascinated by artists. Specifically, she is just head over heels for anybody that's artistic. She is very artistic herself. She loves artists, and and Eddie is the epitome of, of artistry. He's he's a master of so many fields. You know, I feel like you've lived he's like such a, lives. Yes, he's it's craziness. So for for our company, Broadway Arts Lab, um, I founded the program. I'm the lead choreographer, and I direct the shows as well. But Eddie came in as artistic director and brings. Uh, design elements that I couldn't even reach in my wildest dreams. Mm. He knows how to design sets and costumes. And so the way his imagination works fascinates me, and I know it fascinates my mother. Mm. She is she is so taken by the way that his brain works, and then she gets to like talk to him and he'll you know he'll say, I want you to make this hat for me for our show or whatever. And she'll come and watch the shows and I just say, Do you see what he made? See what he created? He created this whole world, you know? And so she's fascinated. She loves artists. And so she finds such she gets she's so inspired by him. I love it that she she literally does call him to be like Honey, I need to know what color to paint my house. You know, I like that. <laughs> That's and awesome. and they, they have a whole discussion about it. And and then and he's been successful in choosing things that she loves, and she's just thrilled when they're done. And that I mean, that pleases it. me so much. I um I never had the pleasure of meeting Tony's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she had passed a few years before we mm-hmm. met. Mm-hmm. I think it was three, three years before we met. So I never had the pleasure. Mm-hmm. But his family has been super. Super loving. I I could not ask for a better set of in-laws, right? Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's been, like, super fascinating and very nice cousins and aunts and uncles. His aunt literally just text messaged us today and was like, I miss you guys. We haven't talked in a while. Can we Skype on, you know, Sunday? Like, I want to make sure that we touch base with you guys because they love us. And his cousin will call me and she's like, oh, my God, I need an outfit option. Like, can you help me? <laughs> I'm kind of like on the art. I mean, I went to school for performing art, uh-huh. or like high school for performing arts. But um, my artisticness, like, goes by way of, like, fashion and, and things like that, sure, too. Yeah. So I get the phone calls while you get the phone calls for, you know, like, set design and, like, house Paint colors and painting. <laughs> and I get the phone calls on, I need hairstyles and I need clothing options and things like that, to, you know, to, like, make all that stuff happen. Well, you've so decorated a few apartments. I have. Mm-hmm. It's something that I've learned. It's just not, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say it's not my strength. It's just not my, like, forte. Mm-hmm. But I can definitely outfit you. Oh, thank <laughs> like, you. Okay, like, do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's like a thing that I do. So, um, I totally, like I said, I, I feel like these, like everyone is like bouncing off of one another, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone has something like mm-hmm. to like, re- like relate to one another, which is just really, really fascinating. And it makes it a pleasure. It does make it a pleasure. Um, so, let me ask uh, to go back to um, to before we finish up to go back to the original question. So. Um, we know what it might look like if you have children. What do you foresee for your future if you don't have children? What do you want to do with that time with each other? You know, it's an always a changing. My daydreams are crazy. And Tony says I get a, a crazy look in my eye when I get an idea. Hmm. And we've had a couple of those where we 
I wake up one morning and I look at him and say, it's time to move. And he's like, what? And I was like, it's, it's time to move. And we will literally move into a new apartment because it was time to move. For some reason, I don't know why, I just get feelings to do mm. things. And right now the dream is to buy the apartment next to us and make a two-bedroom, to take the studio next door and make a three-bedroom apartment and right. hire an assistant who's a live-in assistant and have another bedroom for people to come visit us because we like to have people come stay with us. Mm-hmm. And I was mentioned to you earlier, people come to us for healing and to stay and to recoup. And so right now, there's that part of my life that I look at. And then we were fortunate enough to own a house out in the Poconos in the mountains for a couple of years. Mm. We just sold and... Thank you to Broadway. Thank you, thank Broadway. You Broadway. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, and I miss the nature and the country. New York City kind of grinds on me in a way that I I miss. Here, here. So part of me also wants to live outside of this city in a place where we have what that was, but closer to. So like, it's all up in the air. That's why we say it's nothing ever specific. But in that, Tony and I are working on this theater company and... The dream is to possibly have a th- this theater company that funds a real theater company. A real theater company. It is a real theater company. A theater company that has adults that we produce shows for and that we work as a team to create these beautiful stories and tell... Excuse me. In our production company, we look at a story and I look at it and I say, how can we tell this story through new eyes? How? It hasn't been told. So I think everything has to have a concept. How are we telling the story? Why are we telling it this way? And so I just want to continue to tell stories and inspire people to... At the end of the day, always the message is love. Mm-hmm. No matter what, it's always love. What, is the, what was the message of the story? Love. So how, can, how many different ways can we tell a story about love and how it unfolds? So seeing it is seeing it through and us continuing to be... I've always said that I would love to spend my life working in the theater. And so far, it's been that. Um, I'm also a barber right now in my life, but that was also part of a show as well. Mm-hmm. When you go to a barber, it's a and, performance for sure. Um, it's all very enjoyable. So you know, it's hard to say where do I see us going. Those are all out there of where I see us going. Where mm. we land, and I'm throwing it, my hands up in the air. You guys, I think you guys tomorrow. can see what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. will it change yeah. tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. It's what so about, funny. I'm so sorry. It's so funny that you said that because how many times have I woken up and I said, I feel like we should ask the landlord how many, how much it would cost for him to sell us both this apartment and the one across the hall, knock down the wall and create one large yeah. apartment mm-hmm. over there like that and then just have yep. a three bedroom that we get. I literally have, yeah. I, so many days I've gotten up and, said, and Tony's like, you're insane. And I'm like, <laughs> well, it only started because I did this fundraiser and Charles Bush was part of it and I ended up going and meeting with Charles Bush and we hung out for a while and he had us over to his condo and he has a duplex and I was like this is the most amazing thing he owns two condos on top of one another and has this beautiful staircase that was built to the second story and stuff and I'm like mm, do I want a duplex or do I just want to <laughs> own the, the, the room next to me and I this literally this wall right here I just want to knock it down mm-hmm. because it connects to the other one and then literally have a whole one this could be master bedroom over here with bedroom and then there's two I got a better idea there, for you and it's over there here's a better idea for you so I went to an apartment that was much like this oh, one on a floor. floor. So you just, you're, the elevator opens and that's the foyer. Bing, yeah. bam, boom. So yeah. what? <laughs> I would I make like it that. and make it key to the, uh-huh. to the floor. Yeah, that'd be really easy, actually. I like yeah. the way you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you all can't hang out anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're already costing me money. Um, Tony, what about you? We're in an interesting place right now. Um, I am, <clears throat> my desire over the past several years has been to work for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been pulling away from contract work and working for other people and really trying to put our energy into our own company because what I'm most interested in is being in charge of our own life right now. So what I see in our future is us calling the shots on our schedule a lot more. And what I say is that we have a list of places we want to travel. Travel, mm-hmm. for we sure. have a We have a list of places that uh, there's places that I've been that I want to take him. There's places he'd been, he's been that he wants to take me. Um, but... I also see us traveling in style, and not to be bougie, but I we've worked really hard. We've worked very, very hard in our life. No, nothing was ever handed to us easily. So, I as I look to the future, I I look to continue to work hard. Um, I had an experience this past week at the competition that I was working. I'm a 
show director or event manager for a national dance competition. And um, there was a dance on stage at the final dance battle that was dedicated to one of the victims of the Parkland School shooting. Mm -hmm. And all the dancers wore their orange ribbons. And it was um, that song, Love is the Answer, I Believe, Love is the Answer, Mm -hmm. Love Will Find a Way. And in that moment, watching those young people on stage, I realized that my purpose right now, right now, it has changed. My purpose is now to empower young people um, to stop hurting themselves Mm -hmm. and to empower adults and to remind them how young people need to be spoken to. Mm. Because people have lost it. They've lost the plot. They don't know how to talk to people anymore. They don't know how to talk to these young people at all, and I know how to. That's, that is evident from the way that I work with young people. For mm-hmm. anyone that watches me run a class of, with young people, it's just like fascinated by the way I'm able to connect with them. And it's just because I naturally, intuitively understand how they want to be spoken to, which is no different than the way it's you and I are talking right now. It's just to another person. No yeah. different yeah. than the way you and I are speaking right now, yeah. which is a matter of the way that the ideas are communicated to them. And so right now, my purpose is to, my, my purpose is to serve those people and also to serve him because I, he's got big dreams. He's got big dreams that don't necessarily include Broadway Arts Lab Company and to make sure that he sees those through and that our marriage doesn't limit those dreams. Mm. So um, Mm. I'm open to what our future is going to be because I can't see it necessarily crystal clear. I see ourselves surrounded by lots of young people. Mm -hmm. I still see that so so firmly, being surrounded by massive groups of young people, um, continuing to work on the company and grow Broadway Arts Lab Company because it's growing so beautifully and I'm so passionate about it. I just love it. I, the transformations we see in these, in these young people is amazing. Um, and then I want to enjoy our lives by, via experience. Mm. You know, not things. Mm-hmm. We don't spend money on things. No, we, don't we don't care about things. We spend money on experiences. Material things. And we like ex- I like experiences. Mm. I like to go on cruises. I, we like to travel. We like to go We like to, to go to the theater where the I theater. finally again where we can afford to go see shows again. Mm, yeah. and, and Concerts and, and things of that nature and, and actually enjoying life here in this city because there's so much to to do. So that's really what I see our future our future going. I can t- I also just just like growing with him and learning things, you know. Yeah, I always say growing forward. It's the new term I've adopted. Instead of going forward, we grow forward together. We're growing forward with our company. We are growing. We are continually growing. It's what we do. I love it. Yeah, I love that. I mean, you guys, it's so crazy because, like, I, again, this is could not be more serendipitous because, hmm. you know, that's kind of a lot of where Tony and I are at, right? Where mm-hmm. we're saying a lot of the things that we want to do is um, is related to each other, right? Mm-hmm. So we want to, like, we want to travel more. We yes. want to do a lot. So we're planning, like, a big friends trip next mm-hmm. year mm-hmm. where, you know, we did it last year and it was the most amazing experience. Mm-hmm. We still talk about it. We were just talking about it on Saturday night or Sunday. Friday night. Friday night, we were talking about it with friends, (laughs) where we're like, where are we going again? Like, where are we going next? Like, we, you know, we have Amsterdam planned. Like, like, we're like, where should we go? Like, what should we do? How should we make this happen? How should it pan out? Um, You know, and we love that whole experience. And we like want to do that. You know, this podcast was started in an effort to do and build something together. Mm-hmm. because we wanted to have something that was ours like we wanted to have something like we love our nine to fives we actually love them mm-hmm. for the we first do. time yeah. <clears throat> ever in our careers well it's not the first time for me well it's <laughs> the first time for me uh that's not true because i had one that Your i really did love loved. but yeah. like yeah but it's I, been a while for you yeah it's been a while for me and so we're like in, at this place where we want to like build that and like have that and make this good and make this ours and do that um But at the same time, that's kind of everything that you said, like literally we're kind of like, if we don't have kids, we'll be okay because, Mm -hmm. you know, we still have the world. We do. (laughs) We like New York. New York has been very good to us Mm -hmm. and we do need the breaks. And so not having kids will give us the opportunity to go give ourselves the breaks. Right. Mm -hmm. So we can maybe go every other month and go for the weekends and go to the Poconos. Why do we have to be like every other married couple and have kids? It's a good point. Why does anyone have to be that way? You know, so, and I just feel like there are some people, and like we've, we've talked, we've tossed kids back and forth this entire time. There are just some people who are meant to have kids and want to be those people to have kids. And it's okay that some days we are and some days we're not because... 
there's so much other inspiration to give. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think society has like literally handcuffed us to the idea of of kids, right? The like, programming. Yeah, you get married, you have kids, so you, you get, get old, the they formula. take care of you. That is exactly Marriage, what it's family life, mm-hmm. retirement, blah blah blah. That is what it's supposed to be. And so I think that we're programmed even in our gay lives, right? Cuz heterosexual life definitely, like I said, literally well, we all grew mi- up in heterosexual families. Sure, 3 minutes after you get you know, three minutes after you say I do, everyone's coming up to you and saying, so when are you guys going to have kids, right? right? Like, that's the first question that's being Well, asked. we keep trying. <laughs> that's what he says all the time. <laughs> and trying's the fun of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so we, like, you know, we have that, I think that that's programmed. But to your point, like, why? If we don't want to have kids, we don't want to have kids. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, I have isn't. an amazing uncle who has been... Um, very successful in his career and has done life very, very well. And he owns what we like to call a McMansion in Upper Marlboro mm-hmm. in Maryland. And mm-hmm. we go and visit him <laughs> and we, we go hang out know. with him and we love it. And it is amazing. And we go and see his life and we're like, this is kind of fucking cool. <laughs> like, this is kind of cool. Yes, like, please. <laughs> yeah, like, I'll take one. sign me up for this because mm-hmm. this is incredible. Right? Yeah. Ask us if we want a McMansion. Do you want a McMansion? No. No, it's no. a lot of house. No, right? it's a lot of house. <laughs> we, a lot I of want a ranch. <laughs> I want a ranch with a nice pool. Oh, I would a... high five you right now, but it would just blow up mm-hmm. your mind. I want a condo. <laughs> I, that's my thing is I just want like a two to three bedroom condo. I actually would prefer two bedrooms because mm-hmm. then that's less rooms. But I say three because like one of them would be like our yes. office and then yeah. the other one would do that. I want like a three bedroom condo. I don't want to have to mow grass. That's, well, there's <laughs> that. So if we're living in the north. I keep saying to him too. I said, you know, more and more since we've owned a house now, if we got a townhouse that I paid someone to come shovel the snow and do all that stuff. I'm okay. With I'm that. good with that, right? I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to mow grass. I don't want to have to do any yard work or anything like that. I, I just want space. I just want our yep, own thing. Mm-hmm. And I just want to keep it like super simple. Our house in the Poconos was four bedroom and two and a half bath, and we. I, I said to him, "That's that's as big as it gets." It was two. That's, I that's know, as that big was as it. Gets. Oh, that's, that's as big as we got. Anything any more? Than that. That's yeah. it. It was enough to furnish. I mean, luckily, you know, like the universe provided some free furniture for us and things of that nature. But you know. That was it. We learned at a young age that that's plenty. No, my mom and dad have this like amazing house in Georgia. Two and a half houses. It's it's (laughs) an amazing house in Georgia, but they literally have one, one, two, three, four bedrooms, like six bathrooms, a pool room, a theater room, like a sitting room, a formal formal dining room, room, a basement. What's and it's the, just the two of them. Yeah. A oh, yeah. boat garage. A boat garage that's like, like we, a, need, an we need a garage. kitchen. We need a sitting room with a TV. And a turtle. And a turtle. And a bedroom. And then I always say three bedrooms, a bedroom for the office and a bedroom for guests. But I want a pool. I grew up in I, Florida. I want a pool. I can see that. <laughs> uh, my dream is just multiple bathrooms. I just that's want That's what he more, always says. That's what he always says. One more bathroom. One more bathroom. God, please. That's you, the let's you know that's the one. That's you the, like, the I have to say, I would like my own bathroom. bathroom. If we had a two bathroom, be like, no, no, that's your bathroom and this is mine. I don't that's even fine. need my own. Like, oh, I'm no. good with I, sharing a bathroom <laughs> with him. I just need another toilet in the house, yes. just so that like if he's using it, I don't have to wait. Like, oh, I, oh, it's inevitable. Like I'll wait in the morning. Like oh, he's gonna get up any minute now. I'm just I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm like okay, yeah. he's not getting up. I'm gonna use the bathroom in the minute. I sit down on the toilet. It's like, yeah. Um, are you? I'm like, good God, yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yes, I just I get want it. another toilet. That's all it, it is. I, yes. I thought my New York dream was a washer and dryer, and then we got a washer and dryer, and I love it. Right? It's like one of my favorite things about this. And now I just want one more addition mm-hmm. to it. I get oh, a toilet. I need am, an extra toilet. I'm with you. I'm just with you. one extra toilet. I think it would be great. And on that note, <laughs> before we wrap up, um, is there anything that you gentlemen would like to promote to our listeners? Anything you want them to be aware of? Anything you're working Anywhere on? Anywhere where we can follow you guys? Absolutely. Mm. If you'd love to follow our company, we um, our company is the Broadway Arts Lab Company. You can find us on Instagram at Broadway Arts Lab. You can find us on Facebook, same name. And uh, it's, I would just, I love, our pictures are adorable. Our young students are worth looking at. They are, they're just a hoot and they are, 
it's all smiles, all fun. Our Instagram is actually really fabulous. It's very inspirational. We do a lot of inspirational quotes just about every day. We've got an awesome inspirational quote that comes out. Um, so yeah, check us out. And more importantly, we're a nonprofit. Yes. And if you're listening and you want to give back to a nonprofit, we are going into our fifth year as a nonprofit. We are registered 501c3. And we are growing and we have a policy of no child turn, turned away, which means we have a scholarship program. And as we grow, we do need the funds to continue to buy pro- products. We need, we're buying, going, getting to a point where we are buying sound equipment. We do have to pay for these kids to be in our program to make it happen for them because theater is not just important to be a theater. It also teaches these kids to have opinions, to stand up for themselves. One of the biggest compliments I got from one of my parents was that her daughter was being bullied and she stood up for herself because she knew how she felt about it. Mm. And she got that from working with us. And not in a physical way. She spoke up, spoke up with herself using words. Mm. She says, I'm uncomfortable with the way that you're speaking to me. Please stop. And wow. these kids were just dumbfounded. Super by, mature. By the, just the clarity and the, the use of language. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't do anything. And it was just... It, and the mother totally was... Totally disarming, yeah. Totally disarming. Mm-hmm. And the, the mother just came and thanked us and said, yeah. you, you're... Her experience with with your program taught her how to identify what she was feeling, but then speak it. And that it, it I can't thank you enough for that. And That's we've seen incredible. we've seen Beautiful. many of those transformations. So any support that we can get from our community is wonderful because we we keep our prices very very affordable because the arts should not just be for upper class and middle class people. It should be for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everyone benefits from the performing mm-hmm. arts. And then we scholarship anyone that needs. Uh, financial assistance. Even when we don't have the scholarship fund that's been we drained, just, it is you are, they are still there. So it. again, that's at Broadway Arts Lab on Instagram, and our website is on there, www.broadwayartslab.com to check us out. And that's what I was going to ask, is for those people who want to donate but who don't do Instagram. So Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, and then also, I am a barber and am accepting new clients at all all the time. Uh, you can find me at fasteddie underscore NYC. Um, I'm starting at a new shop down in the West Village called Har and Company, which we were just speaking about earlier, um, which I'm very excited about. Um, I also do house calls and in-home appointments at my own studio and apartment here in Sunnyside, Queens. So you can look me up. My prices are available on there, and I take bookings through DM. Again, that's Eddie, uh, Fast Eddie underscore NYC. And I'm happy to discuss anything you want to enhance your handsome, so come get good head from Fast Eddie. I love it! <laughs> and you have at least one new client sitting right in front of you. So. The best jingle ever. Yeah, I love, I love it. I love it. Awesome. And then, did you have anything else, Tony? Or I mean, if you want to follow me, just because I can grab more followers, sure, I'll take it. My, my Instagram You should handles. follow him, because he's super cute. You guys don't get to see who he is, but he's really <laughs> super cute, so you oh, should follow thanks. at my, Tony Mansker as well. My, yeah, T-O-N-Y-M-A-N-S-K-E-R on Instagram at Tony Mansker. I love, love it. it. Guys, I again, we literally cannot thank you enough no, for thank you guys. when your patience because we had a little bit of a technical malfunction <laughs> before the recording. Um, but then on top of that, for being so amazing and so inspirational and just so much fun. Um, this was probably one of my favorite interviews. This is thank incredible. you for having and us. It's, and it's super, um, this is like, this is another first for us. So we had people we didn't know we saw your relationship we were inspired by it and then you came on and talked to us and our listeners like that's incredible and you're so well spoken and so well thought out and so mature and i just loved it it was thank just you. everything about it was absolutely it was brilliant. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Much. i'm mm-hmm. really glad you found us awesome. yeah. yes. likewise and we're going to have to be friends hereafter so it'll be good awesome um, well, again, thank you guys so much, and uh, we look forward to hopefully having you guys again sometime soon. Super. Awesome. Yes, thank Bye, everybody. You. Thank Bye. you, guys. We're going to take a short break, and uh, we'll be back to answer some listener situations. Hey, everyone. We cannot thank you enough for taking the time to listen to our podcast and for allowing us to be a part of your Wednesdays. If you love relationship, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PodRelationship for even more relationship content and information. And if you have any relationship questions or topics that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your questions on air and do our very best to share our thoughts and offer guidance based on our very own experiences. Please Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher. And if you're a fan of the show, make sure to leave us a five-star rating 
and give us a great review. Your support is much appreciated, and from the bottom of both of our hearts, we want to thank you. Now, let's get back to the show. And now it's time for our listener situations. That's right. Send your relationship questions or comments to relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance. So level up, 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 level up. Oh, that's half the words to the song. Anyway, <laughs> um, so this this first one is unsigned. Apparently, this person wanted to stay anonymous. Anony mouse. <laughs> it says, um, I'm a straight woman, but sometimes I think I might like to sleep with another woman. Does that make me bi or gay and in denial? So, all right. <laughs> Pretty straightforward question. I've heard it many times. Mm. You know, I think... Uh, th- to answer your question, no, it doesn't make you anything. It just makes you a person who had that thought. Um, everyone, not everyone, but the vast majority of people have thoughts that are not exclusively heterosexual. It doesn't, you know, and there are people who uh, come out as gay who later find themselves in a heterosexual relationship. Now, I don't want to be um, uh, irresponsible with this and say, like, oh, you can change someone to straight or you can make someone gay. That's not it. There's, you know, a ton of people who identify uh, their own sexuality um, and then that doesn't change. But what I'm saying is that there's lots of people for whom that is not um, true. That's not their experience. So with that in mind, you're you. Like, that's all you are. So you're having a thought or a feeling. Is it to one woman in particular? Because that's an extremely common experience is for someone to be heterosexual their whole life and then suddenly find themselves attracted to one person of their same um, uh, sex. But um, it can also be budding feelings. Uh, you know, our um, approach to bisexuality used to be that it was a phase or it was, you know, closeted gay people who... Um, you know, uh, you know, would eventually realize that they were gay, uh, or who would eventually mature and make a decision, whatever that decision was. You know, there's um, the whole uh, down low uh, piece of it, right? And these are heterosexual men, men who just they are heterosexual. That's how they identify. That's the life that they live. But they occasionally have sex with men. That's not, uh, you know, a gay man doing whatever. That I mean, you have to. You have to really get into it to understand that, that that is true. They are a straight man who occasionally has sex with other men. Um, so there's all these other non-binary, non-dichotomous things that we are realizing are true about the human experience. So right now you're someone who's had a thought. It could be a thought about one particular person. It could be a thought about a group of people that you weren't attracted to before. Whether you act on it or not, you know, the new scales would say uh, doesn't define your sexuality um, because thoughts, desires, behaviors, and acting uh, upon things or not um, just in total uh, are all factors that actually make up sexuality. Um, And so I wouldn't worry too much about a label. Um, you're you. Most of the people who think about you don't think about your sexuality when they think about you. They think about the parts of you that they like, like your humor or your work ethic or your experiences or, you know, whatever, um, your artistic ability. You know, so I wouldn't worry too much about labels. If there's someone that you're interested in and you are available by whatever standard, uh, you know, that means, uh, whether that's monogamish or single or whatever, um, you know, if you are capable of trying that out, then and you want to, then try it out. If you don't, it's a thought you had. If you keep having the thoughts, you might want to look at that and potentially do something about it. But it doesn't really define you. It's just this experience. All right. Our next email says, hey, guys, really simple question. Why was marriage so important to you? We live at a time where even heterosexual couples are just staying committed to one another for extended periods of time. So why then is it necessary to go through with being married? My boyfriend and I have been together for 10 years and he wants to get married and I just don't see the point. I love him and plan to be with him forever and just don't understand why a piece of paper defines all of that. 
Please help us sign Jason and Chris. I think that, I mean, I can understand the, because I didn't want a wedding. <laughs> I can understand that. I wanted to be married, but didn't want the wedding um, because they're expensive and they're ridiculous. And <laughs> there's so much that goes along with them. And I, so I get that because for me, it was why spend that money? Like if we're going to spend that amount of money, I want to spend it like on our future. Like that kind of stuff makes sense to me. Um, but that's, it doesn't sound like that's what your excuse is or your reasoning is, I should say. It sounds like your reasoning is the institution of marriage. Like the idea of being married just is not something that you're interested in. And for that, I would say get over yourself. <laughs> like <laughs> My poor husband, he has such a difficult time expressing his opinion. I'm just saying, get over yourself. It's not about you. It is about your partner. And if your partner wants to be married to you, then that is something you should be really happy that they want to make a long-term commitment in a very very formal and and I don't know like definitive way like that is something that is really cool that is a compliment to you and you should be happy with that so it's I just have a very very hard time with understanding why you just would not like give your partner something that they really truly want um and that and I I think that that is something that you should sit with and think about for a little bit. Um, it doesn't sound like it is some, it would, I mean, you plan on being together forever. So I, I just don't know why you wouldn't do that. Um, and so I would sit down and I would talk about what it looks like. Like what, what is this going to mean for us? If we do get married, then you know, what will it mean for us as a couple? Um, and I think that would be very important for you to figure out. But at the end of the day, like, I don't think there's anything wrong with with wanting to do it. Um, I will say marriage does feel a little bit different than being together as boyfriends. It, it does feel a lot different, actually. Um, so just know and understand that. But if you guys have been together for 10 years, you've already been through quite a bit. And, and this shouldn't um, jostle that too much. But I definitely think it is something that you should really have an open-minded conversation with your partner about because you need to figure out exactly why you, you don't want to do it. There you go. Ma'am. All right. So we are going to take a little break, uh, but we will be right back. Stay tuned. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you all for tuning in and being a part of this incredibly important conversation. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us and tell everyone you know. <laughs> you can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that you'd like us to address here on the show. And if you're in the New York City area, please don't forget to join our group on meetup.com for more relationship content and activities. Tony and I will harass your ears next week. And remember to shit or get off the pot. <laughs>